This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Isn't it ironic that the last episode was about omnipresence, how we try to be everywhere at once. And I tried to give some practical tools on how to be more present. And then would you look at this? Would you just look at it? Would you just look at it? Ain't nothing more practical than the CDC and y'all president telling you to sit your behind down somewhere. But I got to go to work. What work? I got to go to school. What school? I need to take a trip somewhere. What airline? You can catch one of them $32 flights on Spirit if you want to. Coronavirus done hit us with the classic black mama admonishment. Either you're going to be inside or out. Open that door one more time and you're going to be in for good. Matter of fact, go on, wash up because dinner about to be ready soon anyway. You are inside. Coronavirus done told y'all. Stop trying to be all over the world. Sat down. But I'm hungry. We got food in the house. We ain't got no Lysol wipes. <laughs> but we got food. Get in the house. I know this is a very troubling and humbling time for many countries, including the very privileged one that I reside in, the U.S. of A. This is drastically affecting many families in tough ways. It's affecting me as a touring artist who makes the bulk of his living off live shows and selling merch at these shows. I will be without work for about two months, maybe more. We don't know. This is rough for a lot of us, but in the midst of this, without trying to be naive or annoyingly optimistic, I do want to recognize the gift that could come to many of us in this crisis, and that is we are being forced to be present like never before. And this is changing the schedule for a lot of us. Many of us are working from home for the first time or schooling from home or not working at all. What are we going to do? How are we going to make what seems like a dry season a very fruitful one? We were made from the dust. Our bodies formed from the same elements of gardens and forests. 
And all soil has to go through seasons. They go through rhythms, regularity, rotations, routine. And to not do this is to try to be something other than dust. In Genesis chapter 8, after the great flood subsides and chaos becomes quiet, God promises regularity in nature. He says, I never again will curse the ground because of human beings. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night will not cease. Rhythm, regularity, rotations, routine. We are not much different from the earth in that we need these rhythms, regularity, rotations, routine. To try to go against it leads us back into the chaos, into reverse. If we want to be beautiful gardens, beautiful trees that produce fruit, forests that rise into the sun, we need to be regular. Imagine every other day, a new flight time a different schedule, a foreign city, a different me, faces and voices I know I'll only be required to remember for the next 24 to 48 hours. When you wake up under too many ceilings, everything below it seems to become unstable. And at the height of all my traveling, that was me, disconnected from normalcy and routine. And I'll be honest, I kind of liked it. <laughs> You know, to be able to wake up in a different city a couple of different times a week. My ears learning to adjust to the subtleties of a new space. That's what we all want. Right? family my name is joseph solomon i'm a singer songwriter poet spoken word artist youtuber lifelong student ever doubtful christian frequent flyer currently coronavirus free as far as i can tell welcome to the sixth flight of the flights and feelings podcast season one where we thoughtfully and vulnerably travel through faith relationships sexuality science health and culture via storytelling, poetry, and conversation. Okay, so today's flight tip is don't fly. Uh, stay your behind at home, as we already know. That's today's flight tip. Um, but I, okay, I'll give a quick tip. Uh, when flights do start back up, write this down, be on the lookout for it. This is a, not a paid advertisement. I wish it, I really wish it, it's going to happen. I wish it was though. They need to pay me this free advertisement, but 
Clear is a program that allows you to move through the airport security very fast. It's amazing. I cannot imagine traveling through the Atlanta airport without it. Um, Clear lets you literally cut to the front of the line and just start putting your belongings through the luggage scanning process. However, it's a little pricey. And it may not even be worth it if you don't travel that much. I think it runs about $180 a year. I get it for free now because uh, I got status with Di- uh, with Delta, Diamond Medallion, you know. So, shameless brag. Um, but it may not be worth it for you uh, if you have to pay for it. However, they do free trials all the time. I think they last about 60 days or so, maybe longer, which is perfect for summertime travel because most people do the bulk of their traveling around that time. So if you just time it right, if a good chunk of your flights this year are going to be within 60 days of each other, I know it's really hard to plan that out at this moment. But if so, sign up for the free trial, which I think they're going to be offering a lot of free trials or something. When all this is said and done, businesses are going to be looking for a ton of ways to get people hooked on their products. So I wouldn't be surprised if they offer a lot of free trials once again like they normally do. Uh, You'll be able to have way easier access through the airport. And then whenever that trial is done, just don't renew it. And that's today's flight tip. In light of being forced to be home, I've decided to do something I should have done uh, a little while ago. And that is update my written morning routine. Yes, I write it out. A checklist of things. One, wake up because, yeah, I guess I need a reminder to do that. Make my bed, clean my room, make coffee, meditate, pray and read devotional, write in my writing prompt book, eat breakfast, lift weights or some form of workout, shower, read for 30 minutes, and then that will lead into my creative time for the day. I've added a lot of basic things to my morning routine. Some may say, well, bro, you should just know to make up your bed or eat breakfast or whatever. I don't know why you have to write that down. Well, yes and no. You'd be surprised how much of our habits through the day are triggered by things we are completely unaware of. The brain is an automation machine. It creates what psychologists call a habit loop. A certain event triggers the brain to recall a behavior you've done a million times. There was a point where you had to do that behavior consciously and think through every little thing in that loop, right? But the brain says, hey, if you're going to be doing this a lot, we can just automate it and then we can use that extra brain power for something else like daydreaming. A great example is your commute to and from work. When you first got that job or you first started going to this particular class, whatever it may be, you had to use a GPS and pay attention to exit signs and street names. And this involved a very conscious effort on your end. But eventually, as your brain was taking note of all of this, it was developing a habit loop that you could essentially mindlessly go through until the loop is complete. This is great until something unusual jumps into the habit loop, throwing the whole thing off. And it doesn't even have to be anything big. The automated sequence gets disrupted or falls apart altogether. Another example is me. I've had a pretty strong routine throughout the day in the house that I live in. 
I've waking up at the same time pretty much every morning I'm home. Uh, I made my bed up and straighten up things a little bit before I walk out the room. Clothes go on a hanger. Keys and wallet go in the same drawer every time. Read for a certain amount of time. Uh, the list goes on. Just got a bunch of habits that are already made. It's not much thinking. As one who is self-employed, my schedule throughout the days and weeks change a lot. But for the most part, my behaviors at home are pretty predictable, like really predictable. All of these things have been automated for me. I don't put much conscious thought into doing them. I can have very deep thought processes about faith, science, philosophy, family, money, whatever, all while doing things that are relatively kind of complex when you think about it. But I'm moving into a new home soon. Well, yeah, that that's a whole nother story considering coronavirus is changing a lot of things, folks, it's changing a lot of things. But uh, even now, I'm still moving into a new home. And a few weeks ago, I packed up a lot of things and I've been living off my essential things. No big deal, right? Wrong, wrong. I started noticing how messy my room was and how many times I simply could not find my keys or my wallet. My life was getting pretty annoying from just small little things. Why is that? And I'll admit, growing up and all the way through college, my room was always a terrible mess. I've always been losing things, but I developed better habits with each new space I was in. And I've been in this space for almost two years now. So for the most part, I've been pretty organized and clean here. Did I become a slob overnight? I was starting to judge myself like, Joe, you're a grown man. Why are there so many clothes on the floor? Get it together, bro. Well, I didn't realize that by boxing a lot of things up and shifting some items around, not having the usual place to put things away in, even my just basic things that I kept out of boxes, I had no idea that I essentially was disrupting my habit loops. And that happens often when we move into new spaces or jobs or relationships or just new phases of life in general. And this is crucial for a lot of people right now because many of our daily loops are about to be disrupted if they have not been already. Things that you thought were just part of who you are were really part of a sequence that was initiated by normal events in your life. And while many of those events, those normal events, are not going to be normal anymore. They're changing or being removed altogether. And I think we will notice the effect soon. If we have good habits, they are in a position to be broken. But don't be too quick to judge yourself. It can just take a conscious effort of creating or reestablishing habits in the midst of change. Well, the other side of that is this. If we have bad habits, they are also in a great position to be broken. Whether you had uh, bad cycles or rotations you go through of eating, or smoking, depressive thought loops, porn, social media obsession, whatever. I'm not going to say this is a completely clean slate, but it potentially could take away some of your normal triggers that you may or may not be aware of. 
and it'll force your brain to jump out of automation mode for a moment. And that can disrupt some old habits, but also allow you to make some new ones. Hence, rhythms, regularity, rotations, routine. Given the new state of affairs, many of us will be tempted with impulsivity or idleness, which old folks would say is the devil's playground. Idle, idleness is the, is the devil's playground. Idleness is not doing enough, while impulsivity is doing a lot with no real direction or information. And technically, one could argue that idleness is impulsivity in itself. It's following the impulse to do nothing. So we fight against impulsivity and idleness with prayerfully planning and practicing. And and both are crucial. We want to plan our way through the chaos, but also putting plans into practice so that we aren't planning our way into idleness. Just doing a lot of planning, we call it uh, analysis paralysis. So a few days ago, like most of everybody else in the world, I realized that the next two months at least are about to be drastically different than I previously thought. So that night I prayed and then I planned. I wrote out a plan of what I would be doing with my time at home, how and when I would be growing, meditating, reading, writing, creating. And I made these plans thorough enough that they would keep me busy and productive, but broad enough that they could be flexible in the midst of a rapidly changing environment. And our abstract plans, our more abstract plans, are much easier to achieve when we make plans for the basic stuff in our day. Create a rhythm in your home. That's why my morning routine looks the way it does. I can't just say, I want to create and read more. Let's go do that. No, I know that I create better when my space is clear of clutter. My eyes are not distracted by things out of place. I meditate better when coffee has knocked off some grogginess. Uh, My mind is warmed up and ready to think after I've been reading thought-provoking or spiritually challenging words. And, and, And I read better when I've already meditated and prayed. I have more sustainable energy throughout the day to create When I've had breakfast and I've done some type of workout to get my endorphins going. So if I know I need all of these things to do the big picture stuff, then I've got to plan my morning out. I can't let my big picture plans be threatened by idleness. I can't let my long-term goals solely depend on a whim that I might feel like doing something one of these days. My big long-term plans rest on the foundation of, of the daily habits I create. Your major plans say one thing, but do your minor plans support that? John is a friend of mine that I had on the first episode of this podcast, John O. Uh, and in that episode, he actually mentioned his uh, his young daughter, Ava. Ava's great, uh, ball of energy. Uh, but from the very beginning, she has been perpetually unimpressed with me. 
uh, kids generally like me. They just like me. I don't, I don't know what it's about me. The kids like me. They come running to me. I take pride in that. Joe loved the kids and the kids love Joe. But not Ava. Not Ava. And it's not that she hated me. She was just completely indifferent. <laughs> just flatline. Just doesn't, mm, not upset or excited that I would be in or not in the room. I literally asked John. Bro, what do I do to get her to like me? Can she be bribed with food? And he just said, it takes time, man. Yeah, just time. I was like, just time, right? No, I can't. And then I can do the day. He's like, no, just time, man. She's got to see you. We often are looking for the novel trick. What do I got to do to get to where that person is? What do I got to do to grow in this relationship? Give me the trick. Just tell me what I got to do and I'll do it. Just I'll do it right now. But it's it's not a novel trick that makes relationships work. It's time. It's routine. Some say they want to use this time at home to grow with God, but it will not happen without a routine. It's just not. Relationships do not grow without regularity. It just don't. Some of you may be expecting some big aha moment from God to just drop in your lap while you're home. But chances are that's not going to happen if you don't regularly go away to meet with him. And most days I'll just be reading and praying and thinking it, it, it often doesn't feel magical. And so many of us are looking for the magical that we feel like devotional time is a waste if it doesn't feel that way. We're chasing a feeling rather than faith. And spiritual growth can be compared to biological growth. You never see a child grow. You may notice a child has grown. In a moment, you become aware that they are taller or bigger than they were six months ago. But you never sat there and watched their body cells literally multiply and grow like you just don't see it you can only confirm this growth by measuring it in some way why because their growth is too gradual it happens little by little day by day beyond the scope of the natural eye the same is with growing emotionally and spiritually it happens little by little day by day beyond the scope of the natural eye or emotions And that growth is measured by situations that arise in life. When trials and chaos come, you'll know you've grown based on how you respond. Like, wow, had this been two years ago, I definitely would have cussed that person out. Like, easy. It just would have just came out easy. Wouldn't have thought about it. It'd have been beautiful. It'd have been a perfect, it'd have been a script. I just cuss really well. I cuss people out well. I do it. I've done that well. But I didn't do it this time. I've grown. I, I, I never would have been that patient or that kind or that self-controlled under temptation or that calm, whatever. Because real growth cannot be measured simply by feelings you have in a moment. People have an emotional moment at church or in devotional time or whatever, and that's fine. Emotional highs are fine in and of themselves. But emotional moments aren't the measuring stick. You'll know for sure that emotional moment was real when you get tested. 
And in the testing, you won't be able to use the emotions you felt three weeks ago. You'll only be able to use what's really in you, what you've memorized, what you believe and know. And that will come from these little moments. Little moments that seem very small in the grand scheme of everything, but combined are very powerful. Galatians 5.22 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. This metaphor of fruit is no accident. They are fruit. It doesn't say the structures of the Spirit is. You can build a structure quickly depending on you know whatever tools you have available. But how do you grow fruit? How does fruit grow? Slow inconspicuous, gradual, daily. Fruit is dependent upon regular water, consistent temperatures and environments, the earth daily rotating around the sun that provides light. Fruit only grows in rhythms, regularity, rotations, routine. In the quote-unquote boring dirt I'm aware that I've been blessed to be able to have a career that allows me to travel around the world. Well, not right now, because, you know, talking about (laughs) pre-coronavirus. And many people desire to be free from their regular, degular jobs and be on the road. And I'm not knocking that desire. I've had that desire. I still have that desire. I love where I'm at. But I also know I love creating good art. And by far, my best art has come from times when my schedule was most regular. Ironically, those regular moments set me up to have a lot of novel and irregular and special moments in my life, in my career. But I'm more aware than ever that I have to intentionally carve out seasons of rhythms, regularity, rotations, and routine. Are you having a season of creative drought? There's no fruit growing in your creative department, right? Creative garden, should I say, field or whatever. Well, there are seasons of seed time and seasons of harvest. Sometimes creatives and maybe other people as well, maybe you can apply this, think how this applies to you. We are constantly trying to harvest, 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 not realizing that maybe you need to focus on planting and watering some seeds instead. You ever think about that? Maybe there's nothing to harvest because nothing has been planted. What new experiences are you having? What are you listening to? Who are you listening to? What new art forms or new artists are you studying? What are you reading? Oftentimes, writer's block means reader's block. You ain't been reading. You have not been planting seeds. And then maybe... After you've been planting those seeds, you need to water them. You need to create some rhythms, regularity, rotations, routine around creating. I'm a writer, so I need to be writing and writing and writing, even if it's not intentionally creative writing, just getting in the habit of formulating thoughts on paper, doing it when you don't, quote unquote, feel like it. It's 
it's creating the rhythm. It's not about quote unquote inspiration. Inspirational moments come, but those inspirational moments are much more effective when they come in the midst of a season that you've been regular at getting those hours of expertise in. And even after watering, you planted the seed, you watered it, maybe let it sit for a while. Just let stuff just marinate for a little bit. Let it come up naturally. Sometimes we plant a seed, water it, and expect harvest of beautiful things the next day. You picking up your seed out of the soil before it had a chance to become anything organic. Listen, creativity is rarely a spontaneous thing. Yes, it may feel spontaneous in a moment, but that moment, that special moment of spark or whatever you want to call it, is the result of the experiences and feelings and words we've been watering long before. And I'll just say this. And the, the most of this uh, episode I actually wrote out, um, but I'll say this part of, a bit on the impromptu. For those of us who may be a little fearful of being at home because of whatever mental health issues we may be struggling with. I'm not a professional. I can only speak to my own experience, but I hope that I can use that experience to at least help someone. You need the rhythms, the the regularity, the rotations, the routine for your own mental health. I said in the song that I wrote, Gold, uh, so far from being stuck in my bed, like when you don't have something prepared for your mind to go do, it will find something to do on its own. And if you're like me, then those idle moments don't lead to just simply being on social media or laziness or whatever it may be. They don't lead to just that. They lead to dark, dark times, ruminating over whatever it is that you're feeling, allowing yourself to go deeper and deeper to the darkness. And now you don't have other things to distract you from your own mind. You can't go to work and and act happy in front of other people. You can't go to school or whatever it is and sort of distract yourself or fake in front of people. You are with you, probably with a couple of other people, family or friends, whatever, roommates, whatever it may be. But for the most part, you are going to be spending a lot of time with you. So for you to be intentional about creating a rhythm for yourself to do things intentionally that give you joy, that bring joy to you and to others to create, to do the things that you're made to do. uh, It's going to be invaluable right now for your mental health. Um, I can honestly say it's, it's not that I'm just simply being distracted from my own mind. That could be part of it. I've been keeping myself busy these days, but I'm also intentionally pushing myself into the things that I know have brought me joy. 
And joy then becomes the thief of depression. And so you've you've got to find the things that give you joy and dive full head into it. The, the meditating that I've talked about, um, you can go back and listen to the, some of the other episodes that help with that. I've talked about depression, using these things that I've, I've talked about that you've heard from others, just practical t- uh, time, uh, things that you can put into practice. Now you've got to put it into practice as soon as possible because you will find yourself spiraling. So this could be a very scary time to dive into some very bad mental habits or a very hopeful and special time where you create new habits. And I pray that these new habits will be a testimony that when this this weird space that we're in is over, um, you'll be able to to be happy and to to brag about the time that you had at home and how fruitful it was for you. Hey, y'all, that wraps it up for episode six of the Flights of Feelings podcast. Thank y'all so much for being patient. Uh, Like I sort of hinted at in this, uh, this episode, I really want to be very active with content now. I'm going to be at home for a long time. For a little while, it's gonna be at the crib. Um, trying to get a new crib as well, so I'm keeping myself busy. I know I'm gonna be putting out a lot of content, but I I want to be I want to be intentional. I don't want to be impulsive and just start putting stuff out out of panic. Like, oh my gosh, I don't have nothing to do. I'm not gonna make any money. Put out a bunch of content and then just put it out for the sake of putting it out. No, I still want to be thoughtful. So that's why I took a little moment to just pause and say, okay, how do I want to go about this? So uh, thank y'all for your patience. Uh, thank y'all for your continued support in this. I'll be starting up a Patreon soon. For those of y'all who are interested in supporting and getting some some extra things outside of what I'm going to be putting out to the general public. Um, this is how a lot of creatives are going to be paying their bills, man, is through online content. So uh, support me, support others if you can. You know, I know we're not the only ones, only ones without work right now. So uh, if you can't support by anything other than prayer uh, and and words of encouragement, man, do that as well. Either way, uh, let's be in this thing together. Uh, I appreciate y'all so much. I love y'all. You could be going anywhere in the world. Well, actually, <laughs> I don't think this applies this time because you can't be going anywhere in the world. There are some travel bans in effect. So you could be going to a few places in the world. But you're right here. So thanks for choosing the Flights and Feelings podcast. Remember to always, that don't even make sense, always fly home. Man, stay your behind at home. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.